đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Welcome to this week's episode of Team Cat Home, my radio today. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you guys are having a great day. And hopefully you guys are <laughs> listening up to the news all week. But we will continue reporting on that. So let's get right into it. So eight Hong Kong Democrats lose appeal against COVID-related convictions and sentenced for 2020's Labor Day demonstration. A Hong Kong court has rejected an appeal from eight Democrats convicted of for eight Democrats from eight Democrats convicted and sentenced for breaching COVID nineteen social distancing rules over a Labor Day protest in twenty twenty. The appeal was filed by Stephen Guotwin King, Stanley Ho, Lei Chat Yan, and Makdak Ching of the Labor Party. We haven't mentioned that for quite a bit. The League of Social Democrat LSD, Avery Ng, the Bo Bo Chengking Singh. Raphael Wong and Long Hair Long Wat Hong. The eight Democrats were convicted by Magistrate Chung Ke Hong in March last year of violating social gathering limits after marching in two groups of four to the government's headquarters in Admiralty as part of a Labor Day protest in 2020. The case was f- was the first trial involving an alleged violations of the lim- limit on group gatherings of more than four. Uh, more than four people. Chang handed the group a 14-day prison term, with, it, with the sentence suspended for 18 months. Mac was ordered to pay a $2,000 fine for refusing to show his to show his ID to police officers. Lawyers representing the group argued during an appeal hearing in July that the conviction was a disproportional restriction of their rights and freedoms. The Department of Justice argued in return that the court should consider a series of factors, including whether the groups share a common purpose, whether they, where there were any prior organizations or interactions between the two groups, and durations of the of the gathering. In a judgment published on Tuesday, Albert Wong upheld the magistrate's ruling that the eight shared a common purpose. That regardless of whether they had maintained a one point one and a half meter distance, the group were close to each other. Wong will wrote that it was clear that they had intended to gather and it's only in their minds that their actions were not considered as gathering under the law. Wong also ruled that there was no questions over the police actions that day, that there, that there were other means for the group to express their demands. And even if they had to march, all eight did not have to do so together. Although there have been no local infections for many days, Prior to that day, the pandemic situation has been back and forth. There was no expert advice saying that the outlook was optimistic. The judge wrote. Wong also held the magistrate sentencing, upheld magistrate sentencing, and said that Chung's decision was sensible and reasonable in general. Moron. Raphael Wong, ex-chairperson of the LSD, told told reporters outside the High Court following the 
following Wong's, uh, Wong's ruling that he needed more time to study the judgment and consider whether to file another appeal. It has no, it has no expectations. It was not a matter of whether I have confidence in the judge. It was, it was that I had no expectations of rather consecutive culture of the judiciary, said Wong. The ex-chair also said that what was important now was removing groups, gathering limits, and relaxing social distancing restrictions. Stop saying that we're, li- we're lying sh- flat. None of us were lying flat. The vaccination rate of people who has received two jabs is over 90%, and over 80% have had three jabs. It's comparable to other uh, European, Americans, and Asian cities and countries, he said. Lying flat is a term that originated in mainland China. To do to mean doing as little as possible. Wong argued the government to provide the public with time tape with time ta- with a timetable for the state's path to normalcy, saying that in- instances of strict COVID nineteen limits was unreasonable and harmful to people's livelihood. As Hong Kong has over two hundred sixty thousand unemployed or under or underemployed people, you realize this is going to cause a lot of problems. And for the government to keep saying, well, trust them, trust them, trust them, trust them. But you have to gain the trust. You can't just say trust them, but without gaining it. That's like asking, that's like asking us about, get, oh, you have to support us on uh, those issues. But you have to tell us that. You have to, conv- it's not convincing. It's not convincing enough. When that happens, you know. It's not convincing when you tell us this and that. And tell us this and that. Oh, there's no reason to even believe that anyway. Now, we talked about the constant last time. So, we're going to end up... Because we talked about the UK responding. So, we're going to re-backtrack everything what Beijing says. Protesters illegally, quote-unquote, entered Chinese consulate in Manchester, Beijing says. China on Tuesday accused demonstrators of illegally entering Beijing's consulate in the British city of Manchester after footage of a pro Hong Kong pro democracy protesters being assaulted on the ground sparked outrage in the UK. British police have said a group of men came out of the consulate doing a peaceful demonstration on Sunday afternoon and dragged one of the of protesters inside the ground and assaulted him. But, like everyone already, like they always does. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wen Wenbin on Tuesday said the protesters were to blame and that violations of peace and dignity of China's overseas embassies and consulates will not be tolerated. The Trump makers illegally entered the, the Chinese consulate general in Manchester, endangered the security of the premises, Wang said at a, a daily press briefing. You realize they're standing outside, they're not even walking in, they will drag into that for goodness sake. Don't start changing up anything, man. He argued the UK to earnestly fulfill its duty and take effective measures to step up protections of the premises and personnel of the Chinese embassy in consulates. So it means just let them drag them in. They don't care. The, a British government spokesperson spokesman on Monday said reports of the of the incident was obviously deeply concerning and that it would be inappropriate to comment further while the police probe was ongoing. The protests took place as China's opened its five-yearly Communist Party Congress 
where Chinese leader Xi Jinping is expected to be handed a historic third term in power. Even though in the past, under Deng Xiaoping, a couple people hold only about full term, hold about only half, about that less, which is only two term. You realize how stupid the Chinese government can be. Two things about Jimmy Lai, we should say. National Security, Hong Kong's court allows police to search journalistic materials stored in Jimmy Lai's phone. Hong Kong police can search journalistic materials stored on phones belonging to media tycoon Jimmy Lai, seized under a national security warrant, the high court ruled on Tuesday. The court of appeal rejected Lai's appeal against a failed legal bid that was launched in, a, in an attempt to block a search warrant authorized by Principal Magistrate Peter Law under the Beijing Imposed National Security Law. Lai, who is 74 years old, who founded the defunct pro-democracy tabloid Apple Daily, faces two charges, faces four charges, including two counts of conspiracy to collude with foreign countries or external elements, one count of collusion with foreign forces, one count of conspiracy to print, publish, sell, offer for sale, distribute, display, and or reproduce seditious publications. Three companies linked with the tab with the tabloid also faces charges. Six other defendants who were informed employees of Apple Daily or his parent company, Nix Digital, pled guilty in the case. Lai's appeal was heard by Judge Jeremy Poon, Susan Kwan, and Carol Chu at the Court of Appeal last month. Under the National Security Law Implementation Rules, a search warrant may be granted by a magistrate if they believe there is a reasonable ground for suspecting that any specified evidence will be found. Senior counsel Robert Pang, representing Lai, disputed the constructions of specified evidence and argued that journalistic materials who are generally protected from police search should not be, should not be included in the definition. The three judge ruled on Wednesday that, despite its importance to the freedom of the press, the protections afforded to journalistic material is not absolute. The court also played a also had a role to play as a ju- judicial a judicial gatekeeper and had to balance public interest in deciding whether to allow the search and seizures of journalistic materials and whether conditions should be imposed on the warrant. The judge ruled, although always subject to the protections and procedural safeguards based on public interest and, vi- and, and vigilant judicial scrutiny, journalistic materials is not immune from search and seizures and the investigations of any criminal offense, the judgment read. As a matter of principle, the same, the same must be true for offenses endangering national security. Excluding journalistic materials from the definition of specified evidence would also reduce the effectiveness of police investigations and prevent the national security from serving its legislative pur- purpose, which was to effectively stop, prevent, and punish offenses endangering national security, the judge wrote. I don't know what was the point of doing it in the first place. The judge also said, considering journalistic materials as specified evidence would not diminish, diminish the protections afforded to the freedom of the press by the local laws or violate the principle of legality, the magistrate would still need to perform the gate the same gatekeeping role to ensure that the search and seizures of journalistic materials could be could be justified in the public interest. Ruling on Wednesday meant that 
police would be al- allowed to use journalistic materials found in Lai's phone in the high-profile trial in December. The high court said last month that it would not entertain applications to adjourn the trial. The 74-year-old had been remanded in custody since December two years ago. Since then, he has been sentenced to prison over protest-related offenses. I don't know what was their deal. I don't know exactly how long they're in prison is is pretty much um, a complicated thing to say. But I feel like he's been in there f- forever. Yeah, that's the point. Right? Government let them stay in prison for the rest of their life. It's like it's like it's like ridiculous that they're giving out this kind of sentencing. I don't see seditious anything by publishing anything newspaper worthy. Because now security law, they can arrest anyone who they want to. Hong Kong courts allows media tycoon Jimmy Lai to hire UK lawyer for national security trial. Hong Kong's high court has allowed has allowed media tycoon Jimmy Lai on Wednesday to hire a barrister from the UK to handle his high profile his high profile national security trial, saying that it was clearly in the public interest. High court, high court, high court judge Jeremy Poon granted an application on Wednesday for King's counsel Timothy Owens to represent Lai in the trial, which is scheduled to start on December first, which is about two months actually. King's counsels are are equivalent or the equivalent of senior counsels in Hong Kong, and they require permission to be allowed to represent clients in the city's court. Poon refuted objections from the secretary for Justice and the Bar Council of the Hong Kong Bar Association, which argued that the issues involving the case were not of unusual, unusual difficulty or complexity. Now, Owens would not add significant dimensions to the trial. The Secretary and the Bar also argued that the unavailability of Lai's other representatives, Senior Counsel Robert Pong and other senior counsels, would not justify allowing Owens to represent Lai. The judge ruled on Wednesday that issues would, ar- would arise during the trial, such as how the national security law and the sedition law should be understood in relations to freedom of expressions, were a great gen- were gr- were of great general general public importance. In my view, they are clearly of the such significance that warrants the omission of specialist counsels of the highest cl- caliber to argue the case before the court. Poon wrote in a judgment. Um, published on Wednesday. Poon also said that the trial would probably touch upon in-depth and ri- and rigorous analysis of an intri- intricate interplay between national security and the constitutional rights to the express- freedom of expression to ensure that a proportionate balance is, is drawn for safeguarding national security on the one hand and protecting the freedom of, the express- freedom of expression on the other. Thus viewed, thus viewed this case will be will be of immense importance to the development of local jurisprudence on the applications of national security law and the protections of freedom of expression, wrote Poon. The 74-year-old has been reprimanded in custody since since December 2020. He has since been sentenced other sentenced other protest-related ch- cases. At least they did allow him to have a not a um a lawyer from Britain, because I'm hoping that they can try to solve this case and get him out of there, because there's no reason to keep them in there, right? Might as well release all of them, right? There's no reason to keep them in there. Hong Kong's policy address, lawmakers vulnerable, 
vulnerable residents take aim at John Lee's plans to tackle poverty. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. Hong Kong's chief executive John Lee's policy address has been criticized for lacking concrete plans to tackle poverty, with underprivileged residents saying Lee's should have more have been more generous with the welfare. The city's economy has been has been hit has been hard hit by the by the COVID nineteen pandemic and inflation, with the poorest households suffering the most. A recent report revealed. Meeting the press at the Legislative Council after Lee's delivered the first policy address of his term as leader on, on Wednesday afternoon, lawmaker Tik Ji-yun, who represented the social welfare sector, said the chief executive did not do his homework on a matter of poverty elevation. The only self-declared non-pro-establishment members of the legislature said Lee's plan to address intergenerational inter- poverty in his policy address simply repeat an existing program to provide 2,000 underprivileged students with mentors. This progress is disappointing. He mentioned targeting poverty elevations, but he only briefly mentioned that he would restructure the Commission on Poverty, said. There is no aim, no strategy, no method, no KPI. The Society for Community Organization invited representatives from underprivileged groups, including subdivided flats residents, people from low-income households, and those experiencing homelessness to watch the live streams of Lee's policy address delivery on Wednesday morning. Mr. Wan, who does not currently have a home, told Hong Kong Free Press that he felt people like him were forgotten in Lee's proposals for the city. This group of homeless people are humans too. They are also Hong Kongers. If you do not care about them, how can you say you're concerned about the underprivileged, Wan asked. And I agree. In his maiden policy address, Lee laid out plans to establish a primary health care authority to, coordin- to coordinate medical services for underprivileged groups. He also promised a scheme that would refer those who were identified as being risk of being at high risk of suffering from chronic illnesses to the private sectors for further examinations with the government paying for half of their medical fees. The existing annual health care vouchers for elderly will be will also be raised from two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars. One said only the five hundred dollar increases increase in healthcare vouchers were relevant to him, but he said it was not very meaningful. He has been diagnosed with heart disease, and a single visit to the doctors already cost more than six hundred dollars already. It may be it may be of some use if they increase it by the one thousand dollars one added. He also promised to ask the Minimum Wage Commission to study how to enhance the the review mechanism of the city's minimum wage without providing details on any proposed changes. Local media reported last week that the commission had agreed to raise the minimum hourly wage to $40, which was expected to come into effect next May. A woman who gave her name as Asa said, so the government should take to make sure that the workers could provide could provide for their families at a statutory minimum wage. A minimum hourly rate of forty dollars cannot support the expenses of most most families, she said, and that the past three years has been very difficult for many people, as they were placed under pressure from the from both the pandemic and inflation. We can understand why the government's not doing this. We already knew that.
why they won't do anything about that. Hong Kong's victims that happened in Manchester. Why don't we talk about that again? Hong Kong's victims slams barbaric attack at China at China's consulate in Manchester. A Hong Kong man Wednesday decried his barbaric treatment at the hands of the Chinese diplomats and Britons who dragged him inside the compound to assault him after an anti-Beijing protest, or what I call the anti-CCP protest. Bob Chen spoke at a news conference in London after China, after China assisting his di- di- uh, diplomats in Manchester were blameless, launched a formal complaint with the UK government. In a letter to the Greater in a letter to Greater po- Manchester Police, Consul General Chen Shi-yuan complained the police had failed to intervene properly after protesters stormed the mission on Sunday. While insisting, while insisting that Chinese that China was respectful to the rights of the protest, consul staff were required to physically fend off unauthorized entry and subsequent subsequent assault. He said. Said, but Jen himself was named on social media and the UK, and in the UK Parliament, as attacking Chen, along with three, along with three other cons- consular diplomats. You already know these guys have already dragged the man completely. Ian Duncan Smith, a Conservative MP and a virulent and a and a virulent virulent critic of the Chinese Communist authorities, said the man should be expelled and decried the whole the holy and adequate responses from his own government. Anybody involved in those scenes is not welcome here, the, for- the former Tory party leader, um, one of the UK parliamentarians who is sanctioned by Beijing, told the news they must, in the news conference, they must go. And I agree. Greater Manchester police have themselves contradicted the, Chi- the Chinese account after after video of the incident showed consular staff hauling Calling Chan's inside the gates of the Manchester compound. Chan was one of the several protesters who display banners mocking Chinese leader Xi Jinping. Chan said he was pulled by his hair and assaulted from the, from behind by a masked man. But could not say one hundred percent that Chen that Jen attacked him. It was barbaric. I am very concerned for my safety and I have nightmares about about how my loved ones might be treated. Said, said the Hong Kongers who live in Britain since March of last year. I'm shocked because I never thought something like this could um, could have happened in the UK. China, while declining to get more personal information for the fear of Chinese reprisals. I feel like Chinese, the Hong Kong people and many Chinese exiles should not be treated by these, um, these cycles at all. They shouldn't be treated like that. I can't believe they're living in the UK and this even, even that happens to them. UK, the US must prepare now for China's invasions of China as soon as this year, Admiral says. The US military must be ready to respond to a potential invasion of, of Taiwan as soon as this, as this year, a senior admiral said Wednesday, signaling heightening alarms over Beijing's attention towards the island. Admiral Michael Gilday, chief of the chief of the U.S. naval operations, is the latest senior officials in Wednesday to raise concern that Chinese leader Xi Jinping may much more much more willing than previously thought to seize Taiwan. 
His comments came as Taiwan's top security officials warned any attempts to invade the island would fail and turn China into an international pariah. She is on the cut on the cusp of securing a securing a third year term at the helms of the world's most populous nations, delivering a landmark com- uh, Communist Party Congress speech on Senate where he re- restated his vow to one day reunify or forcefully take Taiwan. In a discussion with the think tank, Gilday was asked about Xi's speech and whether he agreed with the comments by, an, by, U- by another U.S. admiral that Beijing would be ready to take Taiwan by 2027. It's not just what President Xi says, it's how the Chinese Chinese behave and what they do, Gilday told the Atlantic Council. And what we've seen over the past 20 years is that they have delivered on every promises they made earlier than they said they were going to deliver on it. So when we talked about 2027 window in my mind, that will has that has to be a 2022 window or potentially 2023 window, he added. I can't rule that out. I don't mean at all to be an alarmist by saying that. It's just that we can't wish that away. China's Communist Party had never controlled Taiwan, but in their crazy mind, it claims the several island as its own. Taiwan is not a treaty ally of the United States, but Congress is bounded by law to sell Taipei's defensive weapons and there is a bipartisan support for protecting what has become a progressive democracy and a vital global trade partner, and I'm hoping that we continue with that. Beijing's stance has been long that it seeks peaceful unification with Taiwan, but reserves the right to use force if necessary, especially if the island formally declares independence, even though it's already been independent. They don't need to declare it. It's already been independent. It's been independent since 49. So why can't China just take that, just accept it like a like a reasonable person, but to act and wants to act like a child? No, I don't want that. They're all independent. What do you want me to do? Declare that they're not? It just sounds ridiculous. The rhetoric and actions towards Taiwan have become more pronounced under Xi, China's most assertive in generation, and the military has ramped up equipment purchases aimed at pulling off an invasion. She has tied ta- has tied taking Taiwan in his vision of the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation, and said goals of unification cannot continue to be passed indefinitely from generations to generations. Russia's recent invasion of Ukraine, which China has not condemned, has also raised fears that Beijing might take similar moves against Taiwan's 23 million people. Military analysts had had long warned that even with the strength of numbers invading Taiwan is a difficult task given the location and the terrain. Taiwan's national security chief Chen Mingtong echoed that sentiment and delivered his own warnings to Xi. I want to strongly tell to Beijing authorities that there's no chance of winning of it to winning to attack Taiwan by force, he told reports on Thursday in Taipei. It would lead to international economic sanctions and diplomatic isolation, ruining his, ruining Xi's, ruining Xi's great rejuvenation of the nations and making him a center of the Chinese nations. On Monday, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken warned that Beijing wants to seize Taiwan on a much faster timeline than previously considering, and that 
a very different China has emerged under Xi. Blinken also warned any war over Taiwan would have an enormous, yes, enormous impact on global trade. You trading with China is going to be one of the biggest sins that these government have ever done. We haven't talked about the BNO, so we're going to talk about it now. UK expands BNO immigration scheme to Hong Kong was born after 1997 as Beijing slammed moves at violations of international laws. China's foreign ministry has accused former colonial power Britain of interfering in Hong Kong's affairs after London expanded its BNO passport immigration scheme, which has already spurred tens of thousands of Hong Kongers to leave the city. The latest arrangements will allow adults born after Hong Hong Kong's handover to China on July 1st, 1997, who have at least one parent as a BNO as a BNO passport holder to settle in the UK. The new measures expect to begin at the end of November. A spokesperson for the uh, for the office of, Com- of the Commissioner of Foreign Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Hong Kong said the UK was attempting to transfer its internal conflict stirring up political issues to reap to reap economic benefits. More Hong Kongers would only become a second-class citizens under the immigration trap, spokesman said in a statement on Wednesday. The British government moves was serious was a serious violation of international law and the basic principle of international relations, claimed the spokesperson. London's move in the midst of an exodus of residents from Hong Kong comes just as Chief Executive John Lee launches a program to attract talents. Lee has rejected the use terms immigration wave to describe Hong Kong's declining population. He said the city has long seen people shutting in and out and that residents leave for a variety of factors including education and family reasons. I wonder if it's about political reasons because they don't want to live under this crazy government. They're most like, I don't want to live in this government when this happens. Hong Kong has seen its largest mid-year population decline ever, which we, I think we did report on that. According to official statistics released on in August, the population dipped by 1.6 percent, with around with around 113,200 Hong Kong residents leaving between mid 2021 and mid 2022. The UK scheme, which was launched last year as a response to the enactment of the Beijing's imposed national security law, allows holders of British national overseas passport and the dependent to apply for permanent settlement following a five-year stay in Britain and for citizenship after the six years. BNO passports were issued to Hong Kongers born before the handover as a compromise between Britain, between Beijing and Britain. They did not previously confer any rights to settle permanently in Britain, though. The expansion of the BNO visa scheme was announced at the, as the House of Commons was discussing on Tuesday an incident in which Hong Kong protesters was dragged into the Chinese consulate in Manchester and beaten up. The visa scheme has in in the past past drawn criticism from the Hong Kong central government, Beijing saying it would no longer recognize BNO passports. According to the home according to the Home Office in August, over one hundred and thirty thousand applicants um, has been approved since the scheme was launched in January last year. Hong Kong's then chief executive Carrie Lam said that UK has deviated from the consensus of how on how to handle BNO passports. If someone has has now un, 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 unilaterally deviated from the consensus, 
it would be a matter of courses for the other part to take some action slams at the time. You already know why people want... It, some people have to have an escape plan, I guess you say. I don't know why, um... What is the gummy so afraid of? I want to know about that. Why are they so afraid of? They're such a wimp. We're gonna look at policy address now. Hong Kong's policy address. Satisfaction rate for John Lee's first speech. Lowest amongst all ex-leaders survey. Says... The first policy address from Chibi Second John Lee satisfied fewer Hong Kongers than Maiden, than maiden speeches about its predecessors, according to an opinion survey. The satisfaction rate for Lee's address on Wednesday was 33.7%, according to a questionnaire conducted by the Hong Kong Public Opinion Research Institute. In contrast with deceptions of uh, with deceptions of former Chief Executive Lun Chun Ying, who saw a satisfaction rate of 35.7%. The rate for all previous leaders made in policy addresses hovered from from mid to high 40s in percentage terms. Don Dunn, on the other hand, who took over in 2005, saw the highest satisfaction rate of 47.7%, followed by Lee's predecessor, Carrie Lam, at 47.5%. The city's first chief executive, Secretary Tung Chi Hua, has received a satisfactory rate of 44.8%. Lee's speech covered ways to attract talents amidst an exodus from the city, a light public housing scheme focused, focused on building transitional, transitional homes for awaiting permanent, uh, permanent public housing, and a new railway link, amongst their highlights. While post-establishment lawmakers hailed the address as groundbreaking and innovative, others have pointed out the lack of poverty elevation policies and a failure to tackle the root causes of the state's immigration wave, which attributed to the strict COVID-19 policies and the political situation. These polls surveyed 574 people shortly after Lee finished speaking via random sampling. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index which has been slipping of late, fell to 13-year low on Thursday morning. A former police officer, Lee was appointed to Hong, Lee was appointed to Hong Kong Hong's chief executive in the uncontested elections in May. He said while delivering his policy address that Xi Jinping's speech in July served as his governor's blueprint. The Chinese Lee visited Hong Kong to mark the 25th anniversary of his return to China in the in, in the inaug- and to inaugurate Lee as chief executive. A previous poll found that almost half of Hong Kong's of Hong Kong was surveyed and has low or no expectation for Lee's policy address. Answering questions from reporters in a televised forum on Wednesday night, Lee said his light public house housing scheme, which uh, under which residents would move into prefabricated unions. For a lot, for a few years, while waiting a permanent public housing, were not intended to dress up waiting time figures, which they are. We will still publicize the wait times for public housing. It'll be transparent, he said. In question, in question to a, uh, in a response to a question about the quality of how of homes under the light public housing scheme, he said there was there was a need to address the mo- address the most pressing matter at hand. Of course, ideally, everyone 
who would want would want to live in a spacious environment. But the reality is we have a land and housing problems, he said. There are some people living in environments that were where there is water leaking. The ventilation is poor and is and is very cramped. They would they shouldn't have to wait. When I was communicating with people living in subdivided flats, one day when they heard about the possibility of such scheme, they felt this this is better than what they have they have now, Lee added. <laughs> Another report said Lee's policy address proposed many strategies to attract talents from abroad, but did not but did not discuss how to retain local talents. Lee did not answer directly answer directly when asked when what the city can do to stem immigrations. In my policy address, I discuss how we can improve our education in terms of vocational training. I wonder where that came from. We are increasing our support for vocational trainings and may off- start offering subsid- subsidies for half-day programs. He said without mentioning what scheme he was referring to. He said that besides for, for attracting foreigners, the, cities have, the city also hoped to lure back Hong Kongers who have gone abroad. People who have spent time overseas can compare and know that a lot of systems in Hong Kong are actually very good. Like, I'm going to believe that. I lived abroad for one year, he said, recalling that once he visits, he waited so long for public transportation and that he had time to finish reading a book. Lee also said that as chief executive, he would be held accountable if anything was done in a way that was not satisfactory or done poorly. I have to be held responsible by Hong Kong's citizens and the central government. Actually, I feel guilty, he said. Is he going to actually have responsibility, or he's just going to deflect like every single people would? How about more about the policy address? What else can we talk about? Cover revolution, COVID relaxations. We'll explain more in the second half. Welcome back. Hong Kong policy address. John Lee's urges to set a timetable for further COVID relaxations and local security law. A pro-establishment legislature showered Chief Executive John Lee with praises for his bold and groundbreaking policy address. But one lawmaker urged faster progress in dumping all COVID-19 quarantine rules and another wanted faster progress on introducing Hong Kong's own security law. Luring overseas talent to Hong Kong was one of the main themes of Lee's address. On Wednesday, East visas and incentives, such as stamp duty refund on home purchases, will be amongst these incentives to be provided. Roundtable Party lawmaker Michael Tian was among the legislators who com- who complimented Lee on his efforts, saying the policy address addresses exceeded his expectations. But there was one unsatisfactory aspect. I was disappointed that that this policy address had no mention to the proposed zero plus zero measures and roadmap to normalcy. Tian said, "Lee has abolished hotel quarantine for international arrivals, but they must still undergo three days of medical surveillance at home." during which they are they are banned from bars, restaurants and some other premises. <laughs> you must you, you you use a lot of paragraphs to talk about attracting talents, la- hosting large scale exhibits and international events. But these were a lot 
but these rely on the numbers of overseas arrivals. And you know these people are most resistant to Hong Kong's anti-epidemic anti-epide- anti- policies, Tian said. He said he understood Tian's opinion, and that they actually share the same vision. Hmm, that's questionable. The difference between us, however, was that the, was that the thing you considered were fewer than what I, were fewer than what I did. I took into account the overall situations of Hong Kong. My concern was I did not wish to flip-flop on the measures Lee said. The leader said the direction of his effort to control the pandemic was clear, and he had been working toward more relaxations. The policy address has a chapter called Combat the Epidemic Together, which was mainly of a round of measures or easing measures announced recently in it. Lee promised to enhance various measures in a progressive way when conditions permit. Lawmaker Junius Ho, meanwhile, criticized the chief executive for not providing a clear timetable for enacting Article 23, the city's own security law. Ho said he was giving it was he had given um, the these policy address 90, 90 marks out of ten, but deducted twenty marks because he only mentioned preparatory work for the legislation. The the article is pretty much different from what it is. The draft was dropped in two thousand three for mass protests. Lee said good preparation was a key to making the new law effective and conducting extensive reviews of other countries' national security laws would help open up blind spots. He said the security the national security threats Hong Kong faces has changed since two thousand three, with more serious cyber attacks and misinformation. National security is another kind of war but with different means, such as color revolutions, infiltrations, and the use of spies. Don't we need to treat them seriously? Should we seek the best way to block these threats? It is, the only important, it is only important to resolve them quickly and emotionally as whole. I hope this national security, national security law, Article 23, has a preventive effect. I don't wish to fight back only with the threat arrive. They will not even dare to come for us because the law is very effective, Lee said, and he adding he agreed the drafting would should be done swiftly. Some lawmakers followed up initiative followed up other initiative in the address, including the light public housing scheme, which will um which will provide prefabricated temporary public housing for people who have been waiting for more than three years for permanent public public flats. Lawmaker Gary Chan from the pro-Beijing DEB recalled a visit to a family transitioning out of a, a private subdivide, subdivide unit to their, to their new home. The mother, told, the mother told me her daughter was very happy because for the first time, the nine-year, the nine-year-old, the nine-year-old was able to sit on a sofa at home. When I heard, I felt heartbroken. When such a common piece of furniture became a luxury for the grassroots, it shows that our housing problem has reached a tipping point. He said Lee's ambition to reduce the waiting time for a permanent public housing def- housing flat from six years currently to four and a half years in the next four years was an improvement, but was still far from the three-year goals recommended by the housing authority. Chen called on Lee to further cut the waiting time. 
I wish it would be two or even one year or so. That would have been easy for me. Chief Jacob said he has himself visited subdivided flats, subdivided unit residents, and understood the urgency to improving their living conditions. He said the four and a half year promise was to give people hope and his administration would not give would not give up. On achieving that, finding better, quicker solutions, Lee at a at a post policy address press conference on Wednesday said some people who were not who were living in subdivided flats are not are not people who are in in any way underprivileged and they opt for units for various reasons. He said the public light public housing provide provided a a way out for those for those who did not want to live in a subdivided flat. That place is so cramped as ever. It's like living in an animal cage for goodness sake. And you expect me if you expect me to live in that kind of conditions, you guys are freaking nuts. We're going to continue on the address because it's pretty much important, right? Shall we? Hong Kong Policy Address Review of District Council to be conducted in line with the Patriot-only rule, which I found out to be crazy. Hong Kong will conduct a review on a district administration to ensure that local council are run in line with the state's Patriot-only leadership requirement, Chief Executive John Lee said during his maiden maiden policy address. The Home and Youth Affairs Bureau and the Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Bureau will conduct a review before the current district council terms expire at the end of next year. Chief Executive John Lee said the government would, would elevate, would evaluate the current mechanism and raising suggestions to ensure the, the arrangement and the conformity with the basic law. In adherence to the principle of patriot, quote-unquote, administering Hong Kong and conductive and con- and conducted to enhancing governance efficiency at the district level. Government sources told Hong Kong Press that the review was needed because some district councillors had acted beyond their powers at the beginning of their current term, and because of the number of seats left vacant by mass resignation. Yeah, they don't want to be thrown out by the freaking government or even put up some crappy, like, some bankruptcy um, kind of failure. Basically saying, oh, you got this and that. Sounds like you're t- I don't know what the Beijing government's scared about. The results of the review, which have already begun, would, an- would be announced at, a pro- at an appropriate time, this source has said, which would- would- and would aim to make sure the district administration adhere to its role as laid out in the basic law. Article 97 of the basic law states, District organizations are not who are which are not organs of the political power may be established in Hong Kong special administrative regions to be consulted by the government on a region on district administration and other affairs, or to be responsible for providing services in such fields such in such fields as culture, recreation, and environmental sanitation. According to a legislative council document, while the legislation permitted district organizations it did not impose any constitutional ob- obligation on the Hong Kong SAR or to establish a district organization, and that it's a prescriptive and that district organization shall not be an organ of the political power. Elections for district council ha- were ha- are held every four years. During the most recent race in 2019, the pro-democracy gained a majority in 17 out of Hong Kong's 18 districts. 
but the city saw a wave of resignations amongst district councillors last year after authorities mandated the taking of an oath swearing allegiance to the Hong Kong government. Others were ousted from office over oath deemed invalid. Found out to be ridiculous because you take the oath, it should be enough. Why kick them out? That makes no sense to me. There are 479 district council seats in the current term. More than 300 are currently vacant. Hong Kong's district council advised the government on, on, public, on matters including public facilities and services as well as the use of public funds in the respective district. Following elections over only candidates deemed patriotic by the government are allowed to stand in elections for Hong Kong's chief executive, election committee, and legislative council. The changes effectively barred the opposition camp from political participation. Stories have said the reform electoral system contributed to the registration of stability in Hong Kong following the anti-extradition unrest in 2019. Lee said during a question and answering session with lawmakers in July that the government would propose plans for a revamp of the district council before the next election. We will review past experiences to see what went wrong, failed, or even damaged the system, he said. Then Chief Executive Carrie Lam told reports last July that there was no time to hold by elections to fill the hundreds of, seat, of vacant seats due to the election committee, legislative council, and the Chief Executive elections that were coming at the time. I already know what they're afraid of. They're afraid that we're going to win again. But this is going to be the, the last, because 2019 was the last free election that ever happened. So for them to scrap it, it sounds like they're almost as nervous as they expect it to be. It's my duty to react, says Chinese Consul General in Manchester, seeing pulling protesters' hair. Oh wow, what job can you do then? That sounds like a fun job to do, right? A senior chief diplomat in Manchester pictured grasping a prong on protesters' hair during a scuffle in the in, uh, in anti-Beijing protest or anti-CCP protest had defended his actions, saying it was his duty to react after demonstrators abused his country. You mean abuse the Communist Party, not the country. In a video interview with Sky News aired on Wednesday, Consul, Gen- Consul General Chen Yuan said he acted he acted peacefully and did not attack anybody when embassy staff in a northern English city clashed with protesters at the, at the consulate last Sunday. Online footage showed that consul, the consul general grasped a protester's hair before the man was dragged into the consulate grounds before he was kicked and beaten up. The man, later identified as Bob Chen, escaped with the help of police, off, with police and other demonstrators. Asked by the Sky News if such behavior was acceptable for senior diplomats in the UK, Zhang said he was trying to control an emergency situation in which his colleagues' lives were threatened by Chan. They were dragged in, and you expect me to say, well, they, they did something bad. We, they were dragged in. The man abused my country and my leader. I think it's my duty, he said. What? The altercation came after protesters rallied peacefully. Yes, peacefully, by displaying signs that call for destruction of the communist, Chinese Communist Party and flag advocating Hong Kong's independence outside the consular building. 
The protester, organized by UK-based Hong Kongers, was staged as China began its 20th Party Congress in Beijing's twice-a-decade leadership meeting is set to hand Chinese leader Xi Jinping a, a historic third term as party chief. Hong Kong and Chen condemned his treatments by Chinese diplomats as barbaric. At a news conference in London on Wednesday, saying a group of masked men had pulled him by, by the hair from behind, but he said he could not say 100% that Zhang attacked him. Because he's wearing masks, so you expect anyone to know who that person behind it is. Chinese authorities have maintained that their envoy were not to blame for the scuffle. Personnel were, were injured and the security of the Chinese premises were threatening. Former Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin said in a, at a regular press briefing on Wednesday. His response to the incident in Manchester could not be found in a transcript of the briefing of the Foreign Ministry Office website. China also lodged an official complaint with Britain and called for more assistance to protect the Chinese diplomats. Can you watch the video for goodness sake? They're not even invading the building itself. They're not even going into the building. They're not even going in. They're not doing anything. So why are you so scared about it? I found out to be ridiculous, of course. Chinese censors remove reports of teens' death in COVID-19 quarantine facility. That thing feared and feared everyone. Chinese censors on Friday scrubbed reports that a teenager had died in quarantine field in a quarantine facility after the case sparked anger to prompt citizens to question the city's zero COVID policy. China is one of the last remaining countries committed to the zero tolerance strategy. Responding to dozens of outbreaks with lockdowns and sending entire neighborhoods out to makeshift quarantine facilities. But the public has chaffed against virus restrictions, sometimes responding to a fresh lockdown protest. While scuffles have broken out between citizens and officials, posts post circulate on Chinese social media about this week saying a 14-year-old girl had died in the city of Rujo. After falling, after falling ill in a quarantine facility and had been denied prompt, Medicare, um, prompt medical care. The report caused renewed anger at a sensitive time for the country's, le- for the country's rulers. China's political elites are holding a key Communist Party meeting in Beijing this week, expected to secure a historical third term for Chinese leader Xi Jinping, with the country's propaganda and security apparatus on high alert for any sources of instability. Unverified video on Chinese version of TikTok or Douyin appeared to show a person lying in a bunk bed in a bunk bed suffering seizures while others in the room screamed for help. At the start, the kid was fine. Then she went into quarantine for four days and had a high fever, and now she's gone. A woman described in, the, uh, in other videos as the child's aunt tells viewers crying. AFP didn't could not independently verify the video and calls to Rujo City's propaganda, health, and COVID prevention departments on Friday without answer. Chinese media, which have, have given, given a uh, cursory attention to similar lockdown-related scandals in the past, were noticeably silent this week on the Rujo, on the Rujo case. 
by by Friday afternoon, censors have removed nearly all traces of the instance from Chinese disabling Weibo hashtags for Rujo's girl and girl from Rujo dies in quarantine, removing most of the videos mentioning girl's alleged death. The hashtag for Rujo girl has 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 um has recorded has record two has recorded. 255,000 views and 158 posts on Friday morning, according to the official statistics at the top of the page. Though only four posts remained visible before the page was blocked completely later that day, in the day. Had the lesson of Shanghai have forgotten so completely, one of the remaining posts on remaining posts on the page asked, referring to Mega City's lockdown in the spring that left people without adequate food and supply. The woman says the girl has convulsions, vomiting, and a high fever, and didn't even and didn't get medical attention in time. Complaining that local health authorities did not respond to calls calls while the child was in critical conditions. <laughs> the posters demand to why to know why there wasn't even a doctor to care for a for a girl who needed to see one. The incident comes comes a month after twenty seven people died in a traffic accident while they were being ferried before dawn to a quarantine facility in rural Guizhou province, and in a lead up to the Congress, censors remo- removed virtually all references to reports of the of a rare protest in Beijing that involved banners denouncing Chinese leader Xi, as well as COVID policies. I wonder what they're afraid of. That's what I want to know. What is the Chinese government afraid of? And I guess two more. We should say two more. If we can read it. Reckless words had no seditious intent. Saying Hong Kong court goers accused under colonial area law. Two frequent Hong Kong court goers accused of sedition over an alleged court disturbance. Made their closing statements on Friday with one claiming they have spoken recklessly and not with seditious intent. Gary Pong, a 59-year-old pastor in Chiang 67 years old, sent accused of uttering seditious words in court in January. Pong faces another charge of doing an act or acts with seditious intentions for publishing, chi- for publishing YouTube videos which mainly discuss protest-related cases where um, they appeared in front of Magistrate Chen Lim Chi at the um at the West Kowloon Magistrates Court on Friday. The charges stem from January fourth when the pair attended a court hearing for the pro-democracy activist Cha Hantong, who was convicted and sentenced to fifteen months in jail over a banned Tiananmen vigil last year. During that hearing, the public gallery erupted in applause after Cha made a speech, with the magistrate ordering the police to note the identities of those who clapped, saying a court that the court was not a stage for performance. The persecution argued that only that it only needed to to pr- prove the defense knew that what they were saying was seditious and said it regardless. Persecutor Baby Fu said that Pang should have been aware of the consequences of his action of his behavior. Whether whether or not other people were influenced did not matter, he Fu said. But Jeffrey Tam, who represented Chiu, disagreed. He argued. He argued that the prosecution had the responsibility to prove that not only did the defense learn the words they were uttering was seditious, but 
but that they intended to have an effect, such as causing hatred against the judiciary. According to the previous hearing, Chiu was accused saying, saying things such as, How is this courtroom and there is no rule of law, according to her lawyer. Chiu has act- was actually leaving the courtroom as she allegedly said those words. And she did not resist the police officers who escorted her out and took down her personal information. What Chiu allegedly said appeared to be reckless speech, Tom said, and she was upset with the court at that moment, and the prosecution could not prove that Chiu meant to incite others to break any laws, Tom said. Pang, who opted to defend himself, read part of his submission to court. He said, despite having some fears, he would not simply let others accuse him of sedition. The most terrifying kind of metal is not bullet, or tear gas canister, or wire cannons, trucks, but prison bars, Pang said. The preacher said that said what he said in court or the video he produced aimed at pointing out the errors of the judiciary with uh, with a view of remedying such errors. He said it was not fair that such efforts were in turn turned in turn used against him in the legal battle of sedition. After the magistrate announced he would be he would hand down a verdict next Thursday, Pong asked if he could be sentenced in the same day, if he were convicted, Pong said. He had already been detained for more than six months and did not want to wait any longer. He cited another case in which a defendant is charged with the same offenses but, but of a higher severity of giving seven, point, seven and a half months in jail term, saying it would be unfair to make him wait even longer. Chang said he understood Pang's concern and would try his best, but he would, could not guarantee anything. The case was adjourned next to next Thursday, with Pong remaining in reprimand and Chiu granted bail. How long are they going to be granted bail? How long are they going to be out there? How long are they going to be stuck out there for the whole entire time? I know we're saying that I know we're saying that I'm going to do three, but because of time, so we're going to leave it off there. And thank you for tuning in, guys. As of now, Hong Kong is slowly, in, slowly becoming more of a Beijing-style government, and we're no longer going to be free as of now. But thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys if you guys enjoy this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcasts. So if you guys enjoy this, make sure, and also tomorrow, for USJ people, there is a co- a fall conference that's going on. Um, I'm not going, of course, but maybe maybe someday, sometime later in the future, but we'll see, right? So, thank you for tuning in, guys, and we'll talk more next time. This is Team Count, my radio, signing out. Hope you guys have a great day, guys. At host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. At host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.